Post Preview Podcast for Saturday, the weekend of Saturday, October 23. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, my Post colleagues, Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. Well, Daniel, we have timed this podcast to allow you to watch your horse run. How'd it go? Oh, yeah, look, it was... It was one that was expected to run well. The one of the favourites in the race, in her stride, it was called at um, Ballarat, and it's run a good fourth around some pretty handy horses, I think. So nothing to be discouraged about. We were hoping it to win, obviously, but um, yeah, nothing, nothing to be discouraged about with a fourth placing um, around some of those good horses. Well, speaking of good horses, it's uh, Australia's Wait for Age Championship is the highlight this weekend uh, of the Cox Plate Carnival. Joel, that was looking like a one-act affair. Until Zaki uh, battled a little bit in the uh, in the Caulfield Stakes and uh, was odds on at the time for the Cox Plate and has uh, got out to a well a more backable price you would say but uh, that last run maybe a slight worry not too bad though I suppose no it wasn't a shocking run um, you know nonconformist ran past him but he well and truly franked the form by getting closer than anything else did to incentivise in the Caulfield Cup so. Far from a disgraceful performance, but it certainly opened things up a bit. And it's, yeah, it's a real puzzle uh, for me. I can see any of those horses really winning. Uh, the couple of the imports, sort of the unknown, can win. Um, you know, Dallas Sand and Call Sign Nav are probably your two, your two real <laughs> knockout blows, but Dallas Sand's got Group 1 form, so does Call Sign Nav. And we know John Barry is usually on the mark when he sends them across, obviously, Jimmy Choo was very, very good. Don't think this bloke's in that guy's class. But, uh, yeah, no, I couldn't really rule any of the 10 out. I think it's a very, very open cox plate. Yeah, Dallas, look, I've left Dallas out of my numbers, but uh, he just he always seems to run a place in these uh, in these big races, doesn't he? Indeed. Well, he ran well uh, in, in the autumn uh, in that small field in the Queen Elizabeth, and he's coming off a third in the Epsom. Um, and there's a horse that finished behind him in the Epsom that's – about a quarter of his price. So, yeah, you couldn't categorically say he won't be winning. Well, the Cox Plate Carnival, of course, kicks off on Friday night, so we must might just tidy that up. There is uh, just the one black type race on Friday night, and uh, it's been the subject of a lot of hand-wringing, wailing and uh, gnashing of teeth. Uh, on Twitter and elsewhere, uh, the Manicato Stakes been a few years, well, really, since the, uh, well, certainly since the Everest moved to Caulfield Cup Day, has been sucking a bit of juice out of this race. And the feeling is that someone is going to get away with a fairly cheap Group 1 here. It is race 7. It is 8.15pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. It is the Ladbrokes Manicato Stakes, 1,200 metres. It is worth a million bucks, and it is at wait for age. And we had 13 acceptors. Dispatch is an early scratching as we speak to you. So who is it who's going to pick up this uh, nice, chunky bit of prize money as well as Group 1 glory, Joel? Yeah, well, it is a tricky race to assess because it's so open because there's no real standout. As you said, we're lacking a little bit of class. Um, you really only have to look at the way that Kieran Maher and Dave used to stable a gang tackling it with a couple of three-year-old fillies and a couple of four-year-old mares uh, that probably aren't group one class, certainly not yet anyway, speaking of the fillies. So look, it's really interesting. I've gone with Force Savage to excel, who was very good winning the Scalacci first up. He really knuckled down late when he 
had to there. Dosh had pinched a break. She was uh, getting tired late and he was able to rein her in. He doesn't go backwards second up. He's won three from four and he can just make his own. Like He's got a good racing style for the Valley. So I was happy to go his way. From six, Lombardo, who's certainly have a, had a rapid rise through the grades. Good listed win at Caulfield last time out. He looks up to this level. He can use that good gate to get a good run. And then I've thrown in a couple of the mares from wide gates. Nine swats that. Uh, I guess the strength of this race is in the, the proof of her odds. She was $26 for the listed race last Saturday. Scratched, and here she is, 19 in a group one. She didn't have any luck first up, and she's going to need luck again from that wide alley. But she is good enough to run well. And seven away game, she had an off day in the Gilgai last time out. There must have been an issue. Prior to that, she was very honest. And Linda Meach is riding like a bit of a demon at the moment, so I wouldn't want to be leaving her out. Four on top, though, from six, nine, and seven. I'm with two, uh, the two Jonker on top. P2 has um, got a favourable on-pace racing style, plenty of early speed. And... There, most of the speed is sort of drawn wider here, and he's sort of drawn well in barrier five. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see him lead this. Um, certainly sit close enough. His recent form reads pretty good. He hasn't had a, much go right this preparation. There was um, pulled up with a, pull issue, a, a couple of issues um, post-race in the Bobby Lewis first up at Flemington, and then didn't have much luck in running second up in the Premier Stakes. Uh, finished just a shade over three lengths behind Mars Crusader. Lost in running's come out of that race as well, and They've both run um, big races in the Everest last weekend. So, uh, Jonka, his luck sort of turn here, third up um, with an informed jockey on board. Thought he was worth an each-way bet, the two. I've got the 13 in next, Crystal Bounds. Um, we'll need some luck in the straight. We'll probably settle. She's got good good early speed. Probably settles um, behind the behind Jonka. It's, it's ice sort of my, I see the speed map unfolding. Um, she's yet to run poorly in her four starts and she went on to boo at this track by six lengths, beating his exceptional. So gets around the valley well, to be included 51 kilos. Ingratiating was excellent winning first up, brings that form, is a big chance of 53 kilos on his back. They got the seven away game in next. 2, 13, 11 and 7 for me. Across to Saturday and Cox Plate Day kicks off as always. Big 10 race card kicks off with the English Banner. That is a 1,000-metre set weight race for two-year-olds for English Race Series qualified horses only, restricted listed event, worth $400,000. Uh, there, there are 13 to face the starter, four emergencies, but uh, one scratching. So um, my tip is the fourth emergency still needs another three. Uh, and we've seen two of these before. The rest of them are all first starters. Joel, what can you tell us? Yeah, well, I would have Nobel second pick. I've left him out of my numbers, but if he did get a run, I would have him second pick. He certainly uh, trialled up quite well. But I've got number one, Idris, on top from the Corstens Yard. Well-bred colt by Lonro. He's had two good jump outs under his belt, one down the straight, one around the bend. He galloped well with an older horse at the Valley on Tuesday. Damien Oliver's been aboard in that track work and both jump outs. Barrier 1,000 metres at the Valley, bit of a no-no, but uh, I'll go with him. Uh, for Tattenham, I've thrown in. He's just looked to have floated in both of his Cranbourne jump outs. He's been beaten both times, but I think there's more to give. And uh, I think Hellbent, uh, some of his progeny might go okay. So I'll be keen to see how he goes. Seven, Equivocal, the stable mate, looked a real runner, this filly. She cleared out for a, a really soft Cranbourne jump out win. And two, 
Semion, the Shalar Colt from Team Hawks. Uh, he jumped out against older horses last week and went pretty nicely. So I would include the 17 if he gets in, but otherwise it's 1-4-7-2. With the one on top as well in a, yeah, in a race, you can't be too confident about. But the one on top, two jump outs have been good and the stable going well. The six bemotes the, fill, the Headwater filly in next. Um, like the way she cleared out. Um, strode clear late to win. Uh, jump out last week. Quivical in as well. The Cranbourne jump out wins. Um, most recent Cranbourne jump in was very good. And in for fourth, uh, I got the nine, Foxy Gold. My numbers, one on top of six, seven, nine. Uh, as mentioned, I've got Nobel on top in case uh, uh, in case he gets a run. Uh, from... Equivocal, Semion and Idris. So that's 17, 7, 2 and 1. We head across to race 3 on the Saturday Valley program. And that is the PFD Food Services Crockett Stakes. 1,200 metres, listed event, set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies, Joel. A five Nicolite for me. She jumped out really well prior to the fresh run. I thought she may have done more there at Flemington. She just looked to get a bit tired in the last 100 metres. She looked like running second to New York Baby. Uh, but she took good benefit from that. Dropped back to a maiden. Was last on the turn at Mornington and zoomed home. Best late splits of the meeting. It's a really strong win. I think she can go on with it. Seven Dream Queen at that same Mornington meeting on October 7 was very heavily back. Not a surprise because her New Zealand form was strong. But she drew wide. She raced wide. She didn't quite finish off. She did pull up with a slow recovery. So I'm expecting improvement from her. One Robo Deera. Well, everyone saw her luckless run in the Thoroughbred Club stakes at Caulfield. She finished fifth. If she gets clear, she probably wins. And two New York baby. No knock on her. As I said, she beat uh, my top selection, Nicolite at Flemington, and then did run second in that Robo Deera race at Caulfield. Five from seven, one, and two. The one on top, Robadira. Um, it's run well. This going well. This preparation without winning, obviously, very good behind Jamea first up. Not a holy luck last start behind Sneaky Five, but here fourth up. Um, I think the one to beat for this for mine in this race. In for second, I got the three Larkspur run. I've been with her of late this preparation, and she hasn't really let me down. She hasn't been winning, but she was very good here last or two starts back. Chased down by Sarah Des late um, and then solid again last start. Um, deserves a win and certainly going, you know, obviously got the benefit of rock hard fitness under her belt. She's had five starts as preparation. Uh, two New York baby going very well. Uh, like the way hit the, she hit the line last start. And in for fourth, I have the eight. Now Heidi um, starts Bella. Very good point. Randveer on the. Um, been jumping out well in readiness for this. One, three, two, and eight. New York baby for me to beat our Heidi. Dance little sister for third and Robo Deera, two, eight, nine, and one. Race four at the Valley on Saturday is the tandem building group. Red anchor stakes. This is a 1,200-meter group three for three-year-olds. Be the sex, set weights and penalties, Joel. Eight Mornington glory for me. There was big raps on him prior to the debut win at Bendigo. He got the job done very nicely indeed. Went to the Dane Hill. He was kept safe, single figures. He was sort of up near the speed, just behind Kalos. He got the wanders a little bit when he got under pressure. He sort of wanted to duck in. Um, Luke Curry had to change 
whip hand. I thought he battled on quite well, finishing fifth. He'll be much wiser for that, and I like him back around a bend. And he maps to sit just off uh, the likely leaders here in Dosh, Tad Weir, and Generation will probably come across. So I think he'll just get a nice, perfect card into the race, and I think he can show his class here, Mornington Glory. I think Dosh can hang on. She'll look the winner at some stage. She's just got to stretch out to 1,200 metres. But coming back to own age and... You know, I think if she's going to run 1,200, it'll be in a race like this. So certainly respecting her. Four generation, didn't have a lot of luck at this track last time out from a wide gate, but he ran well. And in for fourth, number seven, Tad Weir, another of the on-paces. Sue's so stepping up in class, but I think he uh, certainly looks capable of taking that next step. Pretty keen on Mornington Glory, though. Eight from nine, four and seven. Pretty keen on one here in generation, the Snitzel Colts, which I'll touch on just... Not a whole lot. Uh, what went right at Mooney Valley last start? Sat, um, three wide there, but I thought he stuck on really well. Hopefully, he can either cross from Barrier Seven to lead, or get a little bit of cover in behind the two leaders, Dosh and Tad Weir. Obviously, got plenty of speed themselves. Um, hopefully, he can get some cover this time around Generation and and finish off late. He can. In the past, his best would certainly be good enough in a race like this. Uh, very good behind ingratiating first up. I don't think it's the right run this time, Generation. I think it'll be hard to beat. So four on top, on top of the eight, Mornings and Glory. I do have an opinion of him. The Bendigo win was uh, excellent. And then good in the Danehill last start. Um, back around to Ben here, I think, suits. In for third, I have the one. He's exceptional. Races well here at the Valley. Uh, thought was um, Should have finished closer to Minsk moment last start here at this track. In for fourth, I have the nine, Dosh. My numbers, four, eight, one, and nine. Well, it looks like it's the battle of the best bets here because uh, we've all made our best in this race and they're all different horses. I've gone for the weight horse and that is Dosh, who'd uh, be giving these Colts five kilos and more in a handicap, gets one and a half or half a kilo off them. Obviously, as Joel alluded to, does need to see out 1,200 metres, but I just thought that uh, second up run. Was excellent form for this. Dosh on top for me to beat his exceptional generation and Athel Rick, 914 and 5. Race 5 at the Valley on Saturday. Point Motors, Phillies Classic, 1600 metres, set weights for three year old Phillies at Group 2 level, Joel. I've gone with a maiden here, number 5, Water Fox. She was rolled at Swan Hill first up, but didn't think the performance was that bad. She was held up. In behind them, had to get over heels and just took a little time to knuckle down. Meanwhile, the winner was off and gone. She really did hit the line hard, though, to get within three quarters of a length. We saw her show some decent ability last preparation with that second at Flemington and the Gibson Carmichael to Royal Zell. So I like the step up in distance. John Allen should give her a good ride from barrier two. And I know she's taking on a few of these or a couple of these fillies coming out of the Group 1000 guineas, but I'm just not sure there's a big gap between the the Phillies this year, and I think she can take the step up. Uh, Seven Maracana, who's two for two, only beat three horses at Ballarat last time out, but did the job well. I think she's uh, yeah, sort of headed in the right direction. I think she can take the next step. I've been with eight Mokalua the last couple. I'm not sure what happened at Caulfield. Uh, she was sort of on the inside. She was beaten early. Maybe she didn't run 2,000 metres. Prior to that, she had no luck. James McDonald from a good draw back to 1,600. I'll give her another chance in for the placings at least. And three, fortunate kiss. One of those fillies coming through the 1,000 guineas ran well. Didn't have a lot of luck. 
she uh, can certainly run well again. Five for me, though, each way from seven, eight, and three. With the three on top, Fortunate Kiss. Um, yeah, it's a tough watch, Your Honour, and 1,000 guineas. She's run well there without a whole heap of luck. Um, to continue with what has been a very good preparation, you know, much like in the Jim Maloney preview. So needs to change, fortunately to change for her, but she's going well and going to give her a chance in this. Got the two, RSA in next, um, almost fell in 1,000 guineas. Looked to be going well at the time, and after that, they're over. Looks to have a bit in hand last start. The format of that race is pretty well. My numbers, three, two, one, and seven. I am with Heresy, uh, as Daniel alluded to, most uh, unfortunate last time. In fact, maybe Heresy might be a bit, but I see uh, just about everyone else, in fact, everyone else, bar you two, in the winning post this week is tipping Heresy. To beat Fortunate Kiss, Maracana and Vianello, two, three, seven, and one. Race six at the Valley on Saturday is the Schweppes Crystal Mile. This is a 1,600 metre wait for age race at group two level, Joel. A five elephant for me. Didn't really have things pan out for him in the Turak. He was caught wide there and you know, he was beaten less than four lengths. Wasn't a disgraceful run, but I just think he can bounce back here from a better draw. Don't have to do as much work in the run, and I don't think there's many winning chances here. So pretty keen that Elephant will be hard to beat. One best of days, bit of a veteran, but he's you know he's been unplaced all three this prep. But I don't think he's going too badly. He hasn't been all beaten all that far, and he's raced well at the Valley before. So I think that's a plus for him. Eight Embolism, who ran really well. He respected odds in the two act. And he loomed up like he was going to figure in the placings at least and just got a little bit tired. He'll be fitter for that. He's up against it at weight for age. But, um, you know, I think he, this is the sort of weight for age race that he could measure up to. And three, Romancer. He's having a really good prep, this bloke. Chased home elephant last time out. So he can be competitive if he, if he brings that form. Five from one, eight and three. I'm with the five as well, Elephant on top. I do think it'll be hard to beat um, based on what he's done, this preparation. Hold luck in the, in the Turak last start. But he's obviously flying and um, proven at weight for age with that second to Superstorm. Uh, so he's on top for me, the five. I've got the four in next, which is Buffalo River. Look, this will be his third start in as many weeks. Um, but the, he'll, he will be wanting the, ra the rain to sort of come Friday night, Saturday, as he's a much better wet tracker. And he... Proved that last week. It was just too strong for the mountain front. Um, good on a firm surface. Two back. Um, but yeah, from Barry, one, he'll be able to lead here. And um, if right, he'll take some catching again, no doubt, the four. So this is his third run as, as many weeks as I touched on. The one, best of days, uh, proven at weight for age. Getting fit in our fourth up and in for fourth. I have the uh, two, be good. Sorry, eight, embolism in next. My numbers. Five, four, one, and eight. I will make it unanimous for Elephant to beat Romancer, Buffalo River, and Best of Days, five, three, four, and one. First leg of the quaddy at the Valley on Saturday is race seven. It is the Drummond Golf Bars. 
2,040 metres, the uh, Cox Plate journey. This is a group two for three-year-olds at set weights. Joel? Yeah, I've gone with the favourite on top, number one. Forgot you. Very hard to go against. Two strong wins around here. And then went to the Caulfield Guineas. Got back from a wide gate, but really savaged the line. He looks to be crying out for 2,000 metres. And I think he's a deserved warm favourite. Found a bit of value to go into the exotics with him, though. Nine Spirit of Gaylord, I thought was a pretty good win first up. He only beat five rivals and it wasn't a strong maiden, but there really was no speed in the race. He had to knuckle down late and he did finish off quite well. I just think, you know, lightly race type out of a high chaparral mare. He's going to relish getting up in trip. Uh, Six cheerful moment, I think, trekking along pretty well. Good second at Flemington and then went to Caulfield behind Rhinoceros. Just Sort of one battered a little bit there, but I like his last 50 metres. He was still strong through the line. I think he's definitely going to be looking for this longer distance. And eight, Antonio Giovanni. Well, he, he took forever to wind up last week. I, I, I tipped him and, and thought he would run well, but he just never got into the race. His last 100 metres was quite good. And just the fact that Chris Waller's persevering, I think, uh, you know, maybe he can show some improvement. One from nine, six and eight. With the 14, Blackcomb, who was keen on it, Morphville last start in the Hillsmith Stakes, and um, really tough watch if you're on her. She could not get any luck whatsoever. Had to shift back inside for a run with 100 to go, and by then it was too late. Um, she really did it the line nicely. Went out. It was a good finishing effort, but, yeah, not, not so much consolation for those who took the short odds about her. She's clearly going well, this preparation. She was second to Barb Raider, two back. Um, she's only going to improve rising to, to 2,040 metres here as she's on an Oaks path. Um, there'll be her next run after this, and the blinkers go on here. So a few things in her favour. Blackcomb, still a maiden in this fiddly, but uh, good enough to take out a race like this. So she's on top for me, the 14. Uh, one, forgot you uh, to ignore is too many valley runs have been outstanding. Um, arriving in time, um, and some good last late splits from a long way back in the Caulfield Guinea, so... He's on track for, and should handle the rising trip here. Two, Eka Hero in next, uh, coming from Sydney. Good form. Good against the older horses, two back, and then it was solid last start in the Stan Fox. I think looking for this extra ground. And in for fourth, I have the eight, Antonio Giovanni. 14 on top of one, two, and eight. I'm with uh, the favourite here, Forgot You to Beat Blackcomb, Jungle Magnate and Antonio Giovanni. One, 14, three and eight. Race eight at the Valley on Saturday. Second leg of the quaddy, McCafe Mooney Valley Gold Cup. 2,500 metres worth a million bucks. Group two, set weights and penalties, Joel. Yeah, big cash on offer this year in the Mooney Valley Cup. Ten Pondus for me. He set a pretty strong tempo first up in the Bart Cummings. I thought he battled on pretty well there behind Grand Promenade. He'll be fitter. He doesn't have to lead this. There's a couple of other natural on paces. He can take a, a sit from that good draw and be very hard to hold out. Seven Harpo marks comes through the Metrop. That form held up pretty well last week through the St. Ledger and a couple that ran well in the Caulfield Cup. He was very good there. Kept finding the line strongly. He's uh, coming along nicely, this well-bred son of Galileo. 12 floating artist. He was costly in the Coongee, where most people thought he would win and get into the Caulfield Cup. He was held on to for a long time there. A lot of people of the belief that maybe he should have been let run a little bit sooner. Tio Nugent keeps the ride. Good to see because he'd done the job perfectly his last couple. I think he's just looking for the step up in distance. And for attorney, another one coming through the Metrop. He was terrible there. Um, 
must have been an issue. Prior to that, he was very good in the Kingston town. So if he can uh, hit back from that last uh, flop in the Metrop, he's certainly a winning chance at odds. 10 from 7, 12 and 4. Yeah, I've made a turning my best value of the day. Um, just hoping to sort of the one bad run in the Metrop just was sort of <clears throat> eased down there and um, nothing on the surface to see what was wrong with him. But if he can bounce back from that run, he's certainly a, a big chance. I thought he was very good in the uh, in Group 3 race too, back at over 2,000 metres. He kept finding the line, strong through the line there. Um, three lengths off Shears Ideal. He's done reasonably well in a Caulfield Cup. Um, Getting up over this trip will certainly suit him. 2,500 metres. You want a Packingham Cup last preparation over the trip. Um, this is where he does his best work. And, yeah, can fit the last start miss. Um, I think he's a big chance at big odds. So turning on top, 12 in next, which is Floating Artist. I agree with Joel. I think he's ready for this longer trip now. Um, looks to be a very promising staying prospect. Um, didn't run poorly. Obviously beaten the short odds last prep, but, uh, last start, but certainly didn't run poorly. Uh, two in next, which is a good idea. Uh, I think he's run really well in the Maui Cup last start. Uh, this is a much better distance for him. 2,000 up to 2,500 metres here. Um, drawn ideally. We're all forward and, and certainly be in this for a long way. And in for fourth, I have the 10 Pondus. Four on top of 12, two and 10. Tarpo marks for me to beat Secret Blaze, floating artist and attorney, 7, 5, 12 and 4. The big one at the Valley on Saturday is race 9. The Ladbrokes Cox Plate with 5 million bucks standard weight for age over the traditional 2,040 metre journey, obviously at Group 1 level. Joel, as you mentioned, uh, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a puzzle, all right, as Colombo would say. Uh, what have you made of it? Yeah, very, very tricky. Um, so I've gone looking for a little bit of value and I've gone for five Moanga, who I think's over the odds at around 15 or $16. He showed first up that he'd come back and taken that next step as an older four-year-old by winning the Wink Stakes at a good price, beating very elegant, then went to the Maccabi Diva and never stopped trying there to finish second behind Incentivize, which is obviously outstanding form. He did run fifth in the Epsom, so he's got a little bit to find on that run, but he had a wide trip. He drew gate 13. He was always three and four deep and he had the big weight, obviously a few of the lightweights finished in front of him. He ran pretty well there. I think the step up to 2000 meters is going to suit. Now he won the Rose Hill guineas and then dropped back to the Doncaster. And he just had too big a task there. And then he was on the quick backup in the Queen Elizabeth in the autumn. So I'm not sort of counting him out just because we saw him, take on a couple of those older horses and run last in the Queen Elizabeth. He was on the back up and it had been a long prep. So I think on everything he's done this time in suggests he's taken the next step up and he's going to get a lovely run from a good gate. So I'll lean his way from one Zaki, as we touched on before. He did get beaten at Caulfield. He was expected to win, but it wasn't a disgraceful run. And I think uh, James McDonald back aboard is a good, a good pointer for him to improve. Six, very elegant. You always got to forgive them one ordinary run. Uh, she was a bit disappointing there in the Turnbull, but a tongue tie goes on. Maybe that uh, can see her bounce back to her best. And I'll throw in uh, one of the international state of rest. Showed a really good turn of foot uh, winning that Saratoga derby. I'm not 100% across all that form, but uh, he looked good winning. And we know the O'Brien camp can get them ready for Australia. Five on top from one, six and eight. I'm giving Zaki a chance to bounce back. As Joel said, <clears throat> I don't think he might have lost a few fans, but 
he certainly hasn't run poorly by any means there. Third's a probable in a, on a very dry surface, a good three track. Um, James McDonald gets back on board and fourth up win last preparation was the, was the Aragon Dooman Cup victory. So I'm giving him a chance to bounce back. Zaki got very elegant in next. Um, she's another who might have lost a few fans after the Turnbull run. She's run fourth there, but let down like many would expect her to on, on a wet track. Um, the win prior was very good in the George Main Stakes. So I think she's too classy a mare to bounce back. And this is obviously said as one of the grand final here. So I think Zaki and Everell, they'll fight it out. I thought the best ruffie in the race was one of the three-year-olds, a 10, Captivant. Um, he'll settle closer in the run than Animo will. He'll get a long way back for get near the tail of the field from barrier 10. I think Captivant can sort of settle around midfield, better than midfield from barrier one. The lightweight, um, maybe be in this for a long way and certainly worth throwing into it. Wider exact, um, sorry, uh, quaddies and trifectas at, at the sort of 20 to 1 price with that, with that weight. And in for fourth, I have the eight state of rest. Um, has to be respected, obviously. My numbers one, six, ten, and then eight. Yeah, I put state of rest on top. The O'Briens have brought out six of these Northern Hemisphere three year olds, and they've had a win, a second, and two thirds. So, it's a reasonable strike weight. He comes off this Saratoga race. He beat uh, a horse called Soldier Rising, who then ran very well again in a very rich race at Belmont. Um, so, look, yeah, look, uh, I just think, you know, I just think it, I'm just prepared to prepared to respect the, the, the Northern Hemisphere three-year-old from the O'Brien camp. To be very elegant, Zaki and Animo, 8, 6, 1 and 9. We finish at the Valley with Amir's race, race 10, Powerflow Solutions, Tessio Stakes, 1,600-metre handicap at Group 3 level, Joel. Tricky race. I've gone with 13, Illafar. I had something on her at Caulfield on 1,000 Guineas Day, a former Kiwi who had trialled really well in Sydney. She got a long way back in the Benchmark 84 race, had to sort of duck and weave, and she hit the line strongly there for fourth. She's up in class a little bit here, but I think she's got plenty of upside and she's over the odds for mine. Nine, Grace and Harmony, her stable mate down from Sydney. Both runs have been very good. She was caught wide in the angst uh, after a, a very good fresh run. She's uh, come back in good order this mare. Six, Starrell. She comes through that uh, race on Thousand Guineas Day where she had the big weight behind Cyrileo Miss. She's had two wide gates. She sort of had to go back, you know, be ridden for luck and... I just think gate two is going to play out a lot better for her here. And for Ana Visto, just has to prove herself over the mile. She's bred to do it by a reliable man out of a Tavistock mare, but she obviously goes a little bit keen in her races. So that's just a little question mark on her, but she is racing quite well. 13 from nine, six and four. It's keen on Grayson, Grayson Harmony in the angst second up. And she sat three wide that cover for some of the race there. Um, and she's got stuck on pretty well. Hit a bit of a flat spot in the straight. She sort of loomed up. It looked like she was going to contest and um, and fight out the finish. She sort of hit a flat spot at the 250 mark. She regathered and came again nicely, I thought, the last 100 metres or so. Um, here, third up, ready to peak. Stays at 16. Uh, stays at 1,600 metres here. But I think she's going well this time in. Quite well, so I'm going to stick with Grace and Harmony, give her another chance. Um, she's drawn a better draw this time around as well, and hopefully can get a softer run 
and present at the right time. So Grayson Harmony on top, the stable mate Ilafari in next, excellent first up. Um, running on in a race that not many did, uh, considering where she was in the field, set the second last on the turn. Um, this is a, a better trip for her, 1,600 metres at her form in New Zealand can attest. Three starts, two wins and a second. Um, so certainly a, a big chance here, second up. The three more profits was very good in that in that angst and second sort of was behind um, Grace and Harmy in the run, but finished ahead of her. Um, and that was without a whole heap of luck. So she's got to be included as well. And in for fourth, I have the seven only words. Um, so down to run at Mooney Valley on Friday night. So Jewel accepted that one. Nine, 13, three and seven. I am with more profits to beat Grace and Harmony only words and Magna Bella, three, nine, seven and five. Uh, to recap, our uh, best bets up against each other, all in race four. I'm with number nine, Dosh. Joel is with number eight, Mornington Glory. And Daniel is with number four, Generation. Uh, my value bet was Heresy, race five, number two. Daniel's was race eight, number four, Attorney. And Joel's was race five, number five, Water Fox. Yet again, the Sydney Saturday racing is at Royal Randwick. Uh, we've got a couple of, uh, well, one particularly new race uh, worth two million bucks for the invitation. And then we've got the three-year-old race worth a million called the uh, Bondi Stakes. The first of the black type races at Randwick on Saturday, though, is race three, and that is the Daily Press Brian Crowley Stakes 1,200-metre listed race for three-year-olds at set weights and penalties, Joel. A five able willy for me. Uh, missed the good odds. I think he was $6 Monday and then into $4, and he's $1.90 now, so he's been very well back, this bloke. He's a... Gelded son of Ritten Tycoon. He'd been trialling well and, gee, looked classy winning on the Kensington track at his first start. Been back to the trials and didn't disappoint there. Drawn a touch tricky. He drew well on debut. So he's going to need um, to take the next step and get a little bit of luck early. But I think he's the one to beat. Stablemate 7, Zarastro. Well-bred, I'm Invincible Colt. Beat all but Pulele on debut back in December last year. So they've had to be patient. He's been trialling well, and obviously that form's good. Six, Battleton, two for two. This is tougher, but he knows how to win. He's been in a fight both times, and he's really wanted it. And eight, and again, again, with the Pulele form, second in the kindergarten behind that Colt, and then probably came to the end of her prep at Gosford. Uh, she trialled quite well recently against Art Cadeau. Five on top from seven, six, and eight. Got the seven on top. Zarastro, as Joel said, um, it's been 10 months since uh, since the debut, the run back in December of last year, but um, form out of that race is very good. Polali winning there, and he's had three trials leading in. He ran second to Profiteer in the first, and he won his most recently at Trot Rose Hill quite nicely. So with him on top in the, in race three, no doubt Ava Willie, the favourite, will be hard to beat. The, he's already got the run under his belt, his preparation, and... Um, did it with style. We won very easily. Um, a bit to give, I thought. Well, they were clearly the two. Two, Marzu and next. of on him last start at Kembla Grange um, and just did too much wrong in front. Over-raced and was keen and, and tired in the run home. Um, just with a little bit of a freshen up now, he can, uh, with a recent trial, 
he can certainly improve on that. He's certainly better than that, uh, what he showed in his debut preparation. And in, in for fourth, I have the one O president. Seven, five, two and one. Across to race seven at Randwick on Saturday. First leg of the Quaddy Clubs, New South Wales City Tattersalls Club Cup. 2,400 metre listed quality handicap, Joel. Uh, three, Zarek on top for me. Fourth in the Kingston Town, fourth in the Metrop. Uh, no joy if you're on him like I was, but uh, you get your chance to get some cash out of him on Saturday at a much shorter price, naturally, at around $2.30. But I think he's clearly the one to beat. Both of those runs have been excellent. A little bit of a drop in class here. I think he'll be too good. To Cepheus, who was very good at his Australian debut. Next two runs, not sure what happened. Maybe he was just looking for further. He had two runs at 1,500 and was very plain, but then got to 2,000 in the Hill Stakes and at big odds ran third behind Think It Over and Shared Ambition. So he's back on track and the step up in trip should suit. One, Cariff, he's fourth up now. He showed improvement. St. Ledger last week, he's ready to figure in the frame. And 12 Olympic Gays, a real roughie. It was a fast run race last time out for a benchmark 78 grade. He gets to 2,400. He ran okay in an ATC derby back in the autumn. I think he's going okay, this bloke, and he's a roughie worth including in exotics. Three on top, best of the day from 2, 1 and 12. Yeah, hard to go past Zarek. Um, it's two runs of late. Been very good up to the Metrop. 2,400 metres last start in the Metrop. And once again, very good. Back to a much... Weaker race, um, he's hard to go past the three. One, Cariff, building up nicely this preparation. He was 2,600 metres third up and uh, ran okay. That was, was fourth, but was well held by the winner. Warning, six lengths from that horse. Um, that run under the belt. I think he can improve on that effort and, and, and give Zarek a, a battle. The two in next, Cephas. Um, it over that's good form for this and in for fourth of the 10 sand of cannons uh is winning a habit yet he's only won one from 20 and he's had his chance and weaker races to this but uh, the way he's finished off some of his races over 2400 meters indicates as a horse with a bit of ability he drops to 53 kilos here um maybe running on late and might be one for wider exotics at a price of 10. one numbers three one two ten Second leg of the quaddy at Royal Randwick on Saturday is uh, not yet a black type race, but uh, I'm sure will be in coming years. It is the Bondi Stakes, 1,600 metres, set weights for three-year-olds, and it's worth a million bucks. Joel? Yeah, I've gone with four, Coda Healy, to turn the tables on Halal and Coast Watch out of the Stan Fox. He was very well supported there, coming off a benchmark 64 win at Goulburn. He was 480 into 380. He raced outside the lead without cover. Seemingly had his chance, and the others ran past him. He finished fourth, but I think perhaps he'll be better ridden with some cover. Certainly, that's what I'm hoping. And he's around the $6.50 mark. I think he's well worth another chance each way because I think he is a promising colt, and there was money around to suggest as such last time out. One, Halal. They've been sort of tinkering with his gear all the way through this prep. They had the winkers on him last time. I think they've had blinkers, they've had visors, now the winkers, and he still wanted to over-race. But he did let down well and get the job done. He can win again, uh, as long as he doesn't get too keen. Three, Royal Zell, who is back in class here, having contested the Golden Rose. It was a fast race. He got back, and he was never really in the hunt. But his, pri uh, his prior efforts were really good. And two, Coast Watch, 
also coming through that Stan Fox. There wasn't much between him and Halal. Four for me from one, three, and two. As listeners would know, I've been pretty keen on Coast Watch throughout this campaign. Made him a best bet on a couple of occasions, but I'm going to back Halal and make him my best this time around. I think he's just better suited than Coast Watch at 1,600 metres from what I've seen so far. Like the way he hit the line to win the Stan Fox last start up to 1,600 metres. He's obviously got a second to cap the Vaughn over this trip in a, in a group one champagne. Um, just think 1,600 metres better suited and it's a horse with a, with a future and hopefully can buck the trend of um, Bondi Stakes winners in the past. Hasn't really been a great honour roll so far. And only been only two years in fairness, but I think there's a couple of ones who, in this field who can certainly go on with it and... Um, um, a bit of a future. Halal's one of them and he's my best bet. So he's on top. Two in next coast watch. Um, it was beaten by Halal last set at 1,500 metres. I'm not sure I see him turning the tables here, but he's had a very consistent preparation and um, you see him in the right stable. Four, Kota Healy here third up. Certainly got improvement to come. Um, only two runs is preparation. And I've got the six, Arnaqua in for fourth. But keen on one, Halal on top of two, four and six. The big one at Royal Randwick on Saturday is the third leg of the quaddy, race nine. The invitation, 1,400 metres, 12 to face the starter. There's three emergencies. It's set weights and penalties for fillies and mares, and it's worth two million bucks, Joel. I'm with the Kiwi on Trivier. Another bad gate, so she's going to need a bit of luck. She was ridden very cold in the golden pendant from the outside barrier, had a lot to do, but she made up plenty of ground. And it was a strong performance, finishing third behind Vangelic. She's been back to the trial. She should be rock hard fit now, third up. And yeah, she's just going to need to get the right card into the race. And if she does, I think she's the one to back. I think there's plenty of value around the multiples here, though. Eight rock o'clock, big odds. I thought he's, well, her first up run in the Nivison was very good off a nice trial. She always improves second up. She's got a good gait, step up in trip suits. I think $26 is way over the odds. And number two, nudge at around... 13 or 14, I think, a slice of overs too. She was very good first up in the Northwood Plume at Caulfield. Good late splits there. Third last, a third fastest last 200 of the day. So she's come back in really good order. And seven, Vangelic. She'll press forward and make her own luck. She beat on Trivier in the Golden Pendant and just forget the run in the Silver Eagle. She got checked badly uh, by that broken down a runner on the turn and got uh, pulled up out of the race. So she'll certainly have a head start on the favourite and be giving her plenty to catch. Six on top, though, from eight, two, and seven. The great betting race. Saw it the same way or similar way to Joel, and that the things a cup nudge and rock o'clock were two at odds that were worth an each-way bet. I've got the, the eight rock o'clock on top. She's a favourite of mine, um, which was excellent first up. 1,200 metres, probably always going to be short of her best, but um, slow start. She was running on nicely, and it was a pleasing return. Second up, 1,400 metres, obviously both ticks. Um, good draw, I think well over the odds. The eight, Rock O'Clock. Two, Nudge. Um, she again, she was someone, a horse that always uh, handed a very good return first up over 1,200 metres. Not her best distance like Rock O'Clock, but she um, was good behind Dirty Thoughts there in Lower Mexicana. Um, second up at 1,400 metres like Rock O'Clock. Two uh, factors that will sort of benefit her. Second up, so that'll be the two main bets of the race. The six has got to go in there on tri in Trivier um, for a wide gate. Here, she hasn't had much luck with the barriers of late, but um, she's been trialled well since the last start run in the game. And in for fourth, 12, Startantes. Um, it's good in the flight stakes from a long way back. Drops to 52 kilos here. Eight, two, six, and 12 for me. 
Okay, that takes care of the major races at um, Randwick on Saturday. Joel's best to recap was race seven, number three, Zarek. His value bet was race four, uh, race eight, number four, Kota Healy. And that is up against Daniel's best race eight, number one, Halal. But, Daniel, we did not hear about your value bet because that was in the midway handicap for race four. Tell us about it. Got a bit of a time for Favre. I liked the first up run at Newcastle, um, 1,300 metres there. I thought it was a pretty pleasing effort, 58.5 kilos on his back. Um, second up, he can improve. He's from a stable and flying at the moment, Nathan Doyle camp, uh, really building a name for himself in New, uh, Newcastle Basin. I think finds a good race here with Favre um, with a good draw. I thought uh, in a race with not many winning chances, I thought he was one. At each way odds, each way odds are happy to play um, here. Favre second up, so yeah, race four, number eleven, my best value on the day, Farks. Alrighty, at Morfordville in Adelaide, they are racing on the Parks track on Saturday. Daniel, what have you found for us there? Two bets I'm keen on, both around each way price as well. The best of the day comes up in race eight. Um, taking a punt on Tell Me again, who's a talented. Gelding from the Philip Stokes camp. Look at his last preparation ever. He doesn't make too good, too good reading his form, but he had to <clears throat> deal with wide draws and he only saw wet tracks in that campaign. He doesn't love racing the sting, sting out of the ground. He much prefer him on a, on a dry surface. He'll get that here. Um, his, his second campaign, he was very good. Put a couple of wins together and then ran quite well in a superimposed stakes at Flemington over 1,800 metres, led them up there and uh, stuck on well against the pattern, only beaten 2.25 lengths to Quay Quay. Um, so he's a very talented horse on his day, 1,400 metres here, first up to suitable distance for him, and the recent jump outs have been um, pretty solid. So tell me again at, at sort of 9 to 1, I thought was a good bet in race 8. Uh, the value comes up in race 6, call me Curtis, it's around 13 to 14 to 1 at the moment. So I speak. Um, look, he does get a long way back in his races and uh, not always the best recipe for success at Morpherville uh, on, the, on the parks track, but um, he's going really well this time in. I think he can settle closer this time around from barrier four. He'll settle around just off midfield and be running home hard. Um, the key is dropping to 52 kilos with the apprentice on board, carried 57 and a half and rushing home to third last start. Drops to 52 here uh, with a better run. Hopefully a little bit closer in tr uh, transit than he was last start. I think he'll be finishing hard and might be hard to hold out if he gets the brakes. Race six, number seven, call me Curtis. Once again, in Perth on Saturday, Ascot is the venue and there is a stakes race. And it's a bit of a cracker too. It is race eight, the breast cancer research Belgravia handicap, uh, Belgravia stakes, I should say, 1,200 metres, uh, though it is a handicap. It's a listed race for three-year-olds. And uh, BJ Ryan, our man in Perth, his best bet comes up here, and that is number 15, Arcadia Grace, to beat six. It's a Ray Day, 13, Pat's got sass, and four, Lua. And BJ's value bet comes up earlier in the program, 4.14 Eastern Daylight Time, race two, number one, our idol. Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are racing at Matamata and Rickerton. 
Indeed, they are, Barks. A couple of pretty good meetings, too. Uh, we've got Rickerton down in the South Island as they head towards their Cup Carnival in a couple of weeks. And Matter Matter up in the north got a good uh, Phillies race, the Soliloquy Stakes. Uh, Matter Matter, my best, is race seven, number eight, Slave to Love. A talented girl, this. She performed well through her three-year-old season. Uh, she tackled the Oaks at her last run. Maybe just didn't see out the distance there. It was a bit flat after a long campaign. Really liked her, her recent trial. She hit the line strongly for second. I think she can return a winner. Value bet, race eight, number 14, Ember Attack. Contested a couple of decent three-year-old races over ground last season. Was coming along okay prior to last week at Hastings. Got back, got held up on the turn, and then just sort of one-paced in the straight. The leader sort of um, ran them along at a good tempo, but it was a race difficult to make ground in. Will be fitter for that. I think can be a sharp improver. And at Rickerton, my best comes up in race five, number seven, Tamahini, who is down in the south for the first time. Uh, she has been racing really well up north. Good third last time out at Hastings. That form should hold up really well. And a value bet is race seven, number three, Milford Sound. Was placed in stakes grade over 2,000 plus twice in his three-year-old season. Now, he's had two runs back from a spell, two duck eggs. I just think he's found 1,400 too sharp. Out to 1,800, third up, benchmark 74. He gets his chance to improve at a bit of odds. Uh, Doombin, Bucks? Doombin. Doombin. I don't know how I... Uh, I must have just been... Uh, I must have... Um... In Adelaide, I just felt I just needed to skip across the, the nullarbor there. But uh, thanks for picking me up there, Daniel. Yes, indeed, Doombin is the uh, venue for Brisbane Racing on Saturday. And uh, you are starting us off your best, I believe, in race five. I am. Very cart for the O'Day hoisted camp. Looks well above average, this horse. And uh, I think he can win some nice races um, in time. Last start win was very good. He sort of covered ground throughout and was last on the turn and being hard ridden. Um, but once he warmed up, he quickly reeled in the leader. It's a pretty soft winner on the line. Um, and it's an impressive victory, much like his debut victory. So I think he go right on with the job here. Uh, looks the only danger in the field for mine looks the Tiger Heart, the one, but we're too good for that all spirit cart. Best of the day, race five. The value comes up in the very next race, race number six, all too quick. Michael Costa camp really liked her trial leading into the first up run. Uh, that was at Marilla Bar, the first up run, and a bit of a lengthy stewards report with her. She um, she wanted to over race in the early parts. She was then held up at a sort of a key stage leading into the straight, and then when she was out, got hampered with quite badly um, with a horse that was um, that shifted out abruptly. So nothing really went right on the debut, and she was rolled as a short price favourite, but. The fact she, um, she's been taken to town here next start indicates the stable think quite highly of her and um, the back of that jump out leading in, I thought she's a filly with quite a bit of ability. This isn't a, a uh, this isn't an easy race by any means, this um, three-year-old filly's handicap, but I thought at odds uh, she was worth an each-way ticket. Race six, number eight, all too quick, the value. Okay, well, that does wrap up a massive uh, Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters.
Well, back in form last week for the second time in recent weeks, uh, we swept the board with three winners. The only slight disappointment being uh, the crafty Cremornian just going a little bit soft and having uh, going each way on Oakley Road. But uh, between the three of us, we have managed to turn your 60 into 180. Can we keep it up, Joel? I'm confident I can through the V and go Randwick race seven, number three, Zarek. Um, similar strategy for me. I'm going to go Brisbane. Uh, you just heard about him. $20, race five, number two, Berry Cart. All righty. Well, I am... Uh, well, I won't be happy if uh, Dosh wins, but I can't go against your best bet. So I'll go with my value bet at uh, Mooney Valley, but it is, uh, it's not long enough to be each way this time. So I am going to go... Win only, 20 bucks a win on Heresy, which is race five, number two. That leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online as we speak via winningpost.com.au. Click the link in the main story or it is in the shops. First thing, Friday morning with all the form for Friday night at the Valley Saturday and Sunday, and of course, fields, colours, tips, overviews for pretty much everywhere right across uh, that period. So have a great Cox Plate weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.